Unfiltered by Jade. Jade. Welcome to the Unfiltered by Jade, where we get out of the box and dive into topics that are sidelined. I look forward to entertain, educate, and inspire. Feel free to like, share, subscribe, donate, and make everybody know about it. Beats by RB Records, a proud sponsor of the Unfiltered by Jade. Shopping assistance Jamaica takes the stress away. Our services include online and local shopping in Jamaica for individuals and businesses, personal shopping, purchasing of company and office supplies, importing and exporting small packages across Jamaica and worldwide, helping you to find unique gifts and items for all events and occasions. Contact us at 876-919-5195. Shopping Assistance 2015 at gmail.com. Follow Shopping Assistance on Instagram at Shopping Assist JA, at Twitter at Shopping Assist 5, and Facebook at The Shopping Assistance. Shopping Assistance, your style, your budget. Welcome back to the Unfiltered by Jade. Today we have with us one of my past high school, you know, schoolmates. And it's interesting because she has a book and that's what we're going to speak about today. So her name is Yannick Brevent and she is the founder and CEO of YSB Creations, author of the book, Getting a Grip of Adulting. Five things they should have taught us in high school but didn't. She's a resume writer and a recruiter. And I'm very sure she has other things underneath her belt, you know. <laughs> um, but we're yet to hear from her. So hi, Yannick. Hi, Jade. How are you? I am good. How are you? I am great. I am fantastic. <laughs> nice. So these are long week comments. So mm. I'm interested. So I read the book. And definitely there is a number of things that high school did not teach us. Um, and reading the book, I some things resonated with me. Mm -hmm. um, because, as you know, there are some things that we knew after high school. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure if they had given us, you know, some heads up or so, we would have probably been better off when we had left. Maybe a manual. <laughs> but they probably tell us that they can't teach us everything, so... <laughs> they give us the basics and send us on our way to figure it out. It's, yeah. <laughs> what's life? So mm -hmm. can you tell us what's the inspiration behind the book? Well, I don't have a wow story That's for my fine. inspiration. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So I started my business with SB Creation in 2019. Mm -hmm. um, at that time, I was just doing resume writing. Okay. And I wanted to also do a blog with it, okay. um, a blog focused on giving tips on resume writing and the interviewing um, process and improving your interviewing skills. Mm -hmm. um, I had made a commitment to post once per week, but mm -hmm. I did not pre-plan my content. So I'd usually just write like an hour before um, I'm supposed to post. Yeah. Um, there was this very awful week and I literally did not know what to write about, couldn't come up with a topic. And I decided that, you know what, I'm going to invite persons to write for the blog 
for a period of time to give me some time to put content together. Okay. Um, and for some reason, it came up in my mind, you know, what are some of the things they should have taught us in high school, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to some of my friends and I was asking them and they gave me their feedback. And I came up um, with the idea of doing an eight-week series. So mm-hmm. I have eight persons writing on the various topics. Mm-hmm. Um, that was somewhat of a failure because if you should go on my blog now, mm-hmm. only four of those eight topics were covered. Okay. And the reason for that is because um, most of them were last minute asked. So like what happened to me, they didn't have enough time to plan the content and uh, meet the deadline. Okay. And so um, I really thought it was an interesting topic. And I've always wanted to be an author. And even though I have several manuscripts, I never thought to publish any because none of those or none of the things that I wrote about were things I wanted to be known for or I thought would have had the impact that I wanted. So when this um, series failed in quotation, um, I said to myself, you know what, this is what I'm going to write my book about. Um, And so I narrowed it down to five. Okay. Um, because these five things are really like the the fir- the foundation, the first set of stuff when it is that you're going into the world of work. Interesting. But mm-hmm. um you say it failed, quote unquote, but it really didn't fail because an idea came out of it to do a book. Right. And so that is why I said somewhat oh, failed because mm-hmm. even though I didn't achieve what I wanted, the book right. came from it. So for oh, that God. that part of it, I guess that had to happen for a for me to have written or finally published something that I'm proud of. Awesome. And congrats on the book. Thank you. Great job. So let's start out with, with the difference with volunteerism and internship. All right. So people, if you should ask anyone um, mm-hmm. on the street, they'll tell you volunteerism is free. Internship yep. is paid. Mm-hmm. Um, but hold you on, hold on, have... hold on. Not all internship is paid. Right. And that's what I was going to say. You do have unpaid internship. Right. Right. So for me, I don't necessarily see the difference other than if it is monetary. Right. Because with volunteerism um, and persons normally associate volunteerism with like a non-profit organization, right, right. but you, you do have for-profit organization who will take in volunteer for them. It is cheaper because it's free right, work, right, right. Um, but they're still providing you with the skill set, the training, the mentorship, the shadowing that you need in whatever area that you're volunteering in. Right. So it is re- it just really comes down to the voluntary, um, sorry, the financial part of it. Yes. And if you want a fancy term, persons will probably use internships so yes. that, you know, even if it is free, it doesn't sound free. Right. It sounds right. official and formal. Mm-hmm. Right. By the way, guys, volunteerism is not a bad word. It can be said. It is not. It is a great thing. It is it a great is. thing. Mm-hmm. Why is volunteering so beneficial to us? All right. So three things. And I point I pointed um these three things out in my book. Mm-hmm. One, essential skill sets, whether it is hard or soft skills. Right. Soft skills being patient, team player. A lot of times um, we think that or we will put these things on, on our resume because we're told to put it on our resume, but we don't actually stop to think, am I really a team player? All this time you, you're going to school, you're putting you in groups. Why were they putting you in groups? Uh, no, right? no, no. 
So when you volunteer, you learn those things, those soft skills, right? Right. Then you have the hard skills. Again, what it is that you're volunteering to do. If it is that you're going into an institution that does a lot of admin work and they ask you to help with filing, you're learning that skill set. I mean, people say, oh, but it's just putting things in alphabetical order, A, B, C, but it's really not that easy. (laughs) Some filing is really not that easy. And there are those other things that you can learn from volunteers in other skill sets. The second thing is work experience added to your resume. Yes. No, nobody's telling you that you have to put, okay, I was a volunteer at this institution. Nobody's telling you that. What you need to focus on is putting the name of the institution, putting the tenure you volunteered there, and what it is that you did there, or better yet, your results while volunteering there. So if you help to create and implement something, you put it there. You don't have to say that you volunteered there. What happened between you and the the institution that you volunteered at is between you and the the institution when it comes down to financial bearing. And nobody will ask you, you know, when you're going to interview. So was this a paid job or was it free? I mean, I never asked that question to anybody and I've never been asked. Right. So it's all about how you position that part on your resume. And the third thing, it helps to build your network, meaning that, you go and you volunteer at a place, the person that you report to might know, have some link somewhere, know somebody somewhere, who and that person believe that you have certain skill sets, you have certain work ethics, and they can refer you to somebody to get a work or um, to do some sort of training that better gear you towards your career. Right. So those are three things that volunteering helps to do. And a lot of people don't see that. They just think it's free work and I'm wasting my time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I get it. I mean, initially too, while <laughs> leaving school, I used to do volunteerism places. Did I like it? Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when I got older, I realized, you know, this is important. And I also realized that the things that I've learned while volunteering right. actually made a difference in how I probably knew more than other people who were there, you know, mm-hmm. and it's because of that experience that I had. Right. Mm-hmm. Do, does, does it really matter where you volunteer? To answer that question, you have to ask yourself, what's your goal? Why are you volunteering? Miss, suppose people just want to volunteer because they have nothing to do in the summer. Well, then it doesn't matter. So if if it's just because you want to kill time or you really like working with children or you just feel like you want to give back all the days of your life you've been working for money you just feel like you want to give back some time then it really doesn't matter however if you're volunteering to improve on a skill set to learn a particular skill set then it Uh doesn't matter if it is that you're going into field of analytics and you'd like to improve that skill set um you would not volunteer somewhere where fo- that focuses solely on administrative work or right. um, back office work. You right. want to go to an institution, interdepartment that does a lot of analytical work, so that will help you. So based on your goal, it matters where you volunteer. You hear that, guys? It matters where you volunteer. Right, based on your goal. Yes. So if you're just doing it for free and you, you just you just like to help out, like what I used to do when I was younger, right. it really doesn't matter. But if it, if it's geared towards a professional development, then it matters. Yeah, it does. It matters. Might as well. What does it say to employers when they see a resume with aspects of volunteerism on it? It tells them what you want it to tell them. Okay. And I'll I say this because earlier I mentioned 
how it is that you freeze or that you place the volunteering information Mm-hmm. on your resume that is important so say if you put you have a voluntary section which i say a lot of persons have voluntarism and they list the whole the whole heap of places that they've gone and they volunteer what well, that is telling an employer is that okay um you like to do work for free you're probably okay getting a menial salary um somewhat on the good side you're an initiator but if it is that you put the name of the organization, the foundation, the tenure, okay, what did you do while you were there? Did you help to create and implement this? Did you help to, you know, you're instrumental in this, you supported with this project? That is telling them that you're result-oriented. It's telling them that you're trainable. It is telling them that you're employable. You achieved all of that, not being paid, but the, the employer don't need to know that. You know, it's it's interesting when you say that. So reading the book, and I booked upon this aspect, I was saying to myself, it seemed as if even the way how we were taught to do resumes Mm -hmm. was wrong. And I'm going to say that because for some of us, we were taught to put volunteerism like at the bottom or certain things that you do so people can know that you volunteer. Mm -hmm. We were not taught to. You know, you don't necessarily have to put it on the volunteerism. You can put it on the work mm-hmm. and such and such place because nobody's going to ask you. So where did you volunteer? Have you ever volunteered as yet? I mean, it depends because some people may ask you. Some people may not. It really depends. But how our resume was done before, earlier, I'm not quite sure about yours, but mine. How mm-hmm. it is that I was taught to do resume was to put volunteerism on it. So that's how I did it until... I said, no, I'm going to put it as work because I worked there for some time. You know, mm-hmm. so if it is that persons are not privy to or have that understanding of, hey, I'm not going to just put it like that or leave it like that. It's time now to upgrade my resume and to fix it up how the society is going. You know, they may still have it being left us. Okay, I volunteered somewhere and people may see it and say, oh, well, you can work for Minion. So we'll take mm-hmm. you on and we just won't pay you a good salary. Well, I'll not I'll I won't say how we were taught mm-hmm. is 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 wasn't right or was incorrect. I think like everything else, like technology, it evolves. Yes. And so back then how we were thought to do taught how to do resume was accepted. Yes. You know, okay. back then we list out all of the tasks that we did. Listen we want we, we'll grab our job description now. It's it's Listen a long list underneath yes, it. But yes. now um Employers are not looking for that. They want to know what value yes, you, 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 you can add. What so they want to the see table. the results. So it's, it wasn't that we are taught incorrectly. It just has evolved. The okay. workplace, they're looking for new and different things. And so, and this is why, I mean, you have to keep abreast of the, the, the changing trends yes. with your resume. And if you're, if you're able to afford to, and you do have reasonable persons who know what they're doing, if you can afford to get a professional eye, get a professional eye, because it really does matter. Yes. When is it a good time to start earning instead of volunteering? So I want to ask you a question. No, so Miss McCandy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, why can't you do both? All right, you can't ask me that because I'm doing both. <laughs> Up to now, I'm doing both. You're yeah, not sure. All right. Um... It's based on your situation and it's important for you to assess your situation. And I'll, I'll give you some examples. All right. So you're volunteering at an, um, a foundation, at an institution, because mm-hmm. you want to learn certain skill set in the career path that you're going. Right. Um, you get an opportunity to start working. This work has absolutely nothing to do with 
what you want to do in life mm-hmm. um and if you you go there um it's really like a step back it, it's absolutely has nothing to do with what you're doing so you're gonna say weigh your mind should i take it because i'm finally gonna earn an income or should i continue volunteering so i can continue to build my skills it, based on your situation if you're a teen young young adult rather um with no not much of responsibility you still live with your parents not paying bills all of that and you can afford not to go there then why not continue to volunteer to improve on your skill set show your value to that employer so when there's an opening you can apply that's one two or continue to build your skill set so that when you ready when you are ready to job hunt in the field you have the value that is needed than to move away from that and go into a role that will not allow you to volunteer because it is very demanding. Right. Now, if it is a role that allows you to work and then you have the flexibility to continue to volunteer, to continue to improve on your skills, then why not do both? And this is where sacrifice comes in. So I'm not going to tell any. I'm not telling you that money isn't important, you know. But one of the things I tell young people is at your age based on your level of responsibility focus a little less on the money and more on building your value so that as you advance in your career and it is time to negotiate your salary you don't have to be worrying if it is that they will increase your salary or give you what you want you would have already had display your your value and you can't do that by doing a job that has absolutely nothing to do with what you're doing right understood is as I speak as I spoke about salary a while ago, is negotiating salary a modern day thing? It is not a modern day thing. Um, I think in the past, because even when I talk to persons about it and their fear, a lot of persons think that you negotiate your salary based on your level. So if okay. you're a manager or if you're an executive, that's when you negotiate your salary. But you can always negotiate your salary. Mm-hmm. You can always negotiate, and I'm not, I, I'm not really, I'm not necessarily talking about the hourly paid jobs. You know, like certain sectors that it's one set rate, you either take it or leave it. I'm talking about those those organization that has a grading scheme for your salary, so they have a a a, a low level, mid level, and a high level, right? Okay. So there are some flexibility there. Right. But you can always negotiate your salary, but you can't expect to go and negotiate your salary or go and say, I deserve this or this is what I should get. And and, and they're going to go ahead and give it to you. You have to demonstrate your value. So your, your value is what determines your salary. It does. It it does. Nobody's going to pay if they don't think you're valuable. And sometimes you do negotiate your salary and you still don't win. And it's not because you're not valuable. It's just because the company really can't afford to pay you. So I'm thinking Mm -hmm. job interviews that I have probably been at. Sometimes they don't tell you the salary up front. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you see that you get the salary, they say, okay, this is what you're going to get paid. I understand the fear that people have in terms of luck. Suppose I go negotiate it and then they tell me, don't worry, because they can find somebody else who will take that, that salary, um, mm-hmm. than myself. So, you know, sometimes you, you don't want to say, you know, how about I get this instead of this? Um, and as you said, sometimes they may say yes, sometimes they may say no. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think it really goes from there. So not even because they say no means, okay, I can't try and negotiate it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And even if they say yes, sometimes it may not be a lot, um, but they say, all right, let me, we'll negotiate, we'll we'll see if we can pay you higher. Let's see the work that you can do first before, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's really sometimes not, not um to the cut and chase where okay i'm gonna go in i'm gonna negotiate my salary and i'm gonna get it and whatever sometimes they are different um interests intricacies where mm-hmm. this thing is right. concerned mm-hmm. and people have to also prepare their mind while going so even when reading the book i were given the information about negotiating i gave the persons who did it mm-hmm. they don't they didn't necessarily get um what they asked for mm-hmm. but the experience of it probably helps them some people that experience may say you know what i'm, I'm not going to do this again or some people may say all right let me try again and see because this now means if i want to negotiate my salary it means my resume have to be up there <laughs> it means as i said mm-hmm. before i have to have certain skills that they're looking for on even or even more than what mm-hmm. they're looking for mm-hmm. to contribute or to give to the table for the organization so I kind of had one tell a little bit more explanation on that aspect of negotiating salary, because as you said, mm-hmm. and it's also dependent on the work and the kind of job, and this is what you're going to get everybody who work here for, for you. This is if, if, if you're working in magic managerial position, this is it. If you're working in other levels, this is it. Um, because reading it, you'll get the, what I got from it was like, okay, just negotiate it no matter what. Um, tell them what tell them what you deserve. Mm-hmm. All right. So you see, in right, so in my book, the two persons I interviewed at that point mm-hmm. were unsuccessful with their um their negotiation. Yes. But what was key in me highlighting both of them? Right. Is it? there's the, the steps that they went through yes and it's easy research is very important mm-hmm. people normally this is what people normally do people normally go and ask for their salary or negotiate their salary um for an amount based on their expenses yes i agree with that people normally do that tell they them go, why they shouldn't do it though i'm not saying you, you shouldn't do it I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but when you do, all right, you, have you ever, have you ever, um, so you're in a company, you work, you're getting your salary and you're getting $10 for salary, right? All of us, all of us, yes, you know, so I need to like, if I get two, if I get $2 extra, I do so much better. And then come time for a salary increase and you get $3 extra and you're now working $13 and then all of a sudden you need to be working two more dollars extra just to yep. get like so each time your salary um increase you increase your expenses so you mm-hmm. always feel like you're trying to reach and reach and reach and reach doesn't matter how much your salary in, um, increases and that is why you can't i'm not saying not to use your expenses as a um a ball point okay. but you don't just do that you need to understand one what is your job description that okay. is very important when you ask to come for an interview i tell people ask for the job description because nowadays when you you apply for a receptionist role it's not just answering call and oh, no. calls. it's more yes 
So when you see receptionist, you say, all right, maybe I can get a two dollar or a three dollar. Right, right. Based right. on the workload, it's a twenty dollar workload. Yes. And so you really need the job description is very important. Secondly, you're doing research. You're doing research in the area, in the field. So what's what's the average rate of a receptionist? Not just um as a receptionist, but in the area that I'm working, right? Is it that is it that the cost of living is, is much higher here than it is there? So if I have to relocate, I have mm-hmm. to go think about this and th- yes. we'll have to pencil all of that. So research is very important, research in the field, and then just being true to yourself about your expenses. Because a lot of times we try to nice up our budget, but the truth is that we are living above our means. Yes. And we have to come to terms with that or else we're going to negotiate a salary, get the salary we ask for, and then we're still not comfortable. Yes. Right? So there are certain... I got... Like, when I was interviewing these persons... um. And and I said and and I and I said earlier a lot of times you don't get the, the role not yes. because you don't have any value not because they didn't put in the work not because they didn't do your research but because the company can't afford to pay you anymore right. and for one of the persons I interviewed that was the case right so it doesn't take away from the fact that these are important things to do when you are going to negotiate your salary okay full stop they gave it a full stop. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm just thinking, you know, I'm just thinking in my head and I'm like, yeah, you know. Yeah, because people, you see, people like to make excuses and cut around the bushes and say A, B, and C. But sometimes you need to put away the excuses and just face the reality. You want an increased salary, go and increase your value. There are companies that are underpaying people. I am not going to say no, but then you have some persons who just believe that because they have a degree, they have a piece of paper, the value is very high. But people are paying for experience. Paper don't really mean much these days. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I like that in terms of, you know, you Mm -hmm. want to, you want to get some increase in increase your, increase your value. Increase your value. (sighs) That's something else. Explain what networking is. Oh my lord, that beautiful thing! It is creating, it is building, and it is maintaining mutually beneficial relationships. It's beautiful. And five years ago, not even so much, three years ago. If you're supposed to have said to me networking, I would be like, what are you talking about? Don't come mm-hmm. to me with that. Leave me alone. I'm good in my little corner, mm-hmm. right? Um, Because I didn't know the importance of it. But then it worked for me. And I decided I'm going to become a business owner. I want to be a, a, an author. I can't sit in a corner. I have to network. Mm-hmm. And networking mm-hmm. really starts from your young. It's not. It's not an adult thing. If you go back and you look back at your friendships in high school, you started grade seven and everybody have their little clique and you maybe have a clique of five, you know, five, eight persons and everybody close and you share stories, you share experience and you start to build a bond, right? But then, you know, over time, you might have a one and two persons that might leave the clique because right. you have um different interests, whether it's good, something good or bad at the end of the day, you know, you no longer gel together. But then you, you do have a, a three persons that remain in the clique and you guys go into 
adulthood together and you find yourself trying to schedule a, a little trip mm-hmm. a little night out you know yeah. just to maintain that relationship right and you each of you have different career paths one is a lawyer for example one is a doctor one is a teacher and that is that is their part of your network because right. if you're the teacher and you need um some medical advice, I mean, you might go to your friend and you might ask a few things. That is one. You know somebody who um some another person in your in your network rather mm-hmm. wants some advice as to how to get into the medical field. They can say, okay, I can put you on to my friend. My friend is a doctor. Yada yada yada, and you make the link. It is very like persons are so fearful of networking but i think if you just give nothing but i know if you give it a shot and allow it to work for you it will do wonderful things you're right i i i get both sides though i get the fear of it mm-hmm. and I, get the, yeah. <laughs> I was once i was once at the fear i'm still not and i have a mastered networking 100 percent. i'm still learning well i'm i mean i'm looking because even so reading the book, I was also looking at networking. Mm-hmm. Am I good at networking? And I started mm-hmm. asking myself these questions. I tend to, I have people normally say you have a lot of links with different persons from all over. Mm-hmm. So I tend to have that. But sometimes, and I, I saw you spoke about it also in the book. Sometimes it's like you're afraid to use it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um. And I mean, you take the opportunity and use it. It's a business. It's business. So we're helping each other to grow. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not just right. one person doing something. It's everybody helping somebody to reach somewhere and to accomplish something in life. That's really what it is. So right. networking is not just getting friends. You can sit down and go hang out somewhere. It's getting people who have, they have common, common goals in terms mm-hmm. of, it may not be of the same thing, right. but it's, it's right. like, it's where you can help people career rise, push them to do other things. That is also um, networking. Right. So can you explain to us what is the difference between nepotism and networking? All right. So nepotism, simple. Someone using his or her power or influence to grant you favors. So um, let's let's use that a work, a job, a role, for example. You got the role because your aunt is the manager and she's the one who's hiring so she gives you the role not because you're qualified for it i mean there are other persons who are more qualified who would be better suited for the role but she knows you you're her niece and she wants to give you a shot and she she you know she call you in to do the job Mm -hmm. right um no a lot of that might happen in the case of or the reverse of that might happen your aunt might give you the role and you are qualified for it mm-hmm. you're the perfect candidate for it but just because of your relationship persons will say you know what you got the role because of your aunt so right. that is why a lot of persons are you know fearful of taking certain opportunities right while networking is really because the persons that you are communicating with and that you're building, you're creating and building and maintaining relationship, they would already be aware of your area of, of expertise. Right. They know your work ethics. They know what you're strong in. They know what you can do. And so it's easy for them to make a recommendation. And in my book, I, um, I spoke about one of my roles, how it is that I got that role. Yes. That role has been advertised so many times and I never once saw that ad. And it was when 
somebody who knew I was job hunting say, I think yes. that you are perfect for this role. Let me put you on to the person who is um handling the recruitment. Right. And that is how I got involved with the um to know the person. And I I went through the process like normal. I didn't get any favors. The person didn't come and say, Oh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to John Black and tell him yeah, nothing like that. They just said, listen, I think you're the best person for the role. Send your resume to this person and they'll reach out to you and take it from there. Yes. And I went through the process and I got the job. And that is what networking is about because it does not necessarily, the opportunity doesn't have to come from the person who is immediately in your circle, you know. that per- Those persons in your circle have their own circle. Right. And the opportunity can come from there. So yes. that's where networking comes in. And that is why you should not be afraid to tell people what it is that you do what it is that you know because if you don't talk about your your expertise nobody will know what you're able to do nobody will recommend you for anything right so the difference is just basically favors whether it is that you're getting something because you are um the right fit you are suitable for it this is for you this is the best opportunity for you based on your expertise yes or if you're just getting it because you know the person who has the power of influence, right? Mm-hmm. How does knowing these strategies enhance your life? Right, so like every process or procedure, having a better understanding of how, of, of, of how it works mm-hmm. increases your chance of completing the process or finding viable solutions for deriving um, challenges, right? right. Um, so these five topics that I explored, they do the same. Right. So I'm not going to tell you that, okay, once you volunteer, once you network, once you understand the job hunting process, you know, once you can negotiate a salary, once you have a great handle of your personal finance, your life will be perfect and obstacle free. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that once you have the knowledge, it makes it easier. Yes. For you to be able to use that knowledge. You yeah. are, you're already aware of the information. You just need to put it into practice. And if something comes along the way, you already, you have enough time to figure that out because you wouldn't have been trying to figure out um, the basics already. You would have passed the basics and move on to the next level. Apart from having like a career day, do you believe that you <laughs> should, you know, set up courses to instill these life skills to students? Yes. With an exclamation mark. <laughs> In bold, actually, font 72. (laughs) You know, um, when I was writing, while I was writing the book, um, I, 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 you know, while writing the book, I thought about the impact I wanted to have. Like, I wrote down some words I want people to say when they read the book. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like I was forward thinking. And this was one of the things I thought, I, I, I thought about. I'm like, it doesn't have to be courses. It mm-hmm. can just be one course with different modules. Right. Right? Um, being taught by preferably real life people. Yes. So if you're gonna, you know, like you if you're gonna do a module on entrepreneurship, you you want an entrepreneur to come and teach you. You don't necessarily want um a teacher who has never owned a business, never oh, operated yeah. a business to teach you. Right. While I do understand that, um, especially based on where you, you you decide to implement something like that um finances might be an issue so you probably have to assign a regular educator 
but at right. least consider um, having like guest speakers who are yes. actually in the field so persons can get real life experience and yes. I've even thought about the assessment like the assessment will have to be practical and it can't be one of those um, percentage grading system where you're giving persons 90% or 60% if you ask them to create a budget. Right. I mean, we're not, we, don't, we wouldn't want to grade them like we would be grading a math test or yes. a history test. You yes. can probably have, you know, like M for mastery and S for satisfactory, something yes. like that. Yes. And it's not to tell them that, okay, you didn't perfect this, but it's for them to know that, all right, there's a better way to do this. This is how you can improve this area. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so I have thought about it. And if somebody should come to me and say, Yannick, we want to, to, to implement this in our school, I will jump on board to assist because I think it is an excellent idea. But you also can jump on the fact and go to the school and say, hey, I want us to implement this at your school. What do you think? That you can also put is it an excellent the idea. And I actually, one of the, um, my marketing strategy is to go directly into the schools. Of course, COVID yes. is preventing a lot of things, but I'm right. trying to find work out, work around to a lot of those um, issues that I'm facing in entering the school. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure um, once I'm in, um, that is something I will definitely talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's funny today. My husband and I were talking about it because we're looking um, in the news, and it was talking about they wanting to extend. The five years to seven years of school. Yes, I was like, yes. oh, that's madness. Mm-hmm. And in my head, bro, I don't even like school. I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, but I was saying what I think they could do is like an extra two years instead of it. I didn't go to sixth form. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm just saying they, they, they probably should, you know, implement having people actually to come in, like people with different professions actually right. mm-hmm. and having these courses. That's exactly what I was saying to him today. It would have been more beneficial to people that are leaving that know they say, all right, I want to, let me see if I want to do so and so because the one career day, I don't even know if I attended. Uh, when they had <laughs> to be honest I, I don't know where I was you, you, re, you remember in grade 9 they they, uh, they they took us to UA um, you, know, you know it's funny because I put out a podcast today and I remember some of the girls talking about it and I said I probably missed that bus we went to UA and we did a tour of the campus I don't recall learning anything about any career I, we did a tour of the campus oh my goodness <laughs> and I was saying I think that they should bring in people mm-hmm. different professions to come in and for the different courses if it is that they want as you say an entrepreneur have different mm-hmm. people coming in because right. I remember there is a school that I used to help out at and they needed the students to figure out like the careers that they wanted to go in. And what I did, I got mm-hmm. people who I know were entrepreneurs and came in and spoke and I did not pay yeah. them, mm-hmm. you know? So people actually are willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And to yeah, there are so many persons out there who are just willing, especially because these are young people. Yes. And a lot of us don't want them to go through what we went through. Right. I mean, to find this information, like if we only knew this information five years earlier. Trust me. 
we'll be doing great this. We'll be doing great. I just don't think that the school staff yeah. came out to do so or feel like feel like it's a need because they mm-hmm. want to do just the basics. But apart from the basics, sometimes we leave school and still don't know what we're doing. Still, that is true. And I saw the news that you're referring to. I saw it this morning. And um, I never had a pushback feeling towards it. Mm-hmm. What I'm thinking, though, is that um, I would like to see what's their plan for that two years yes because if it is more maths than english and whatever it is that the students are already Mm -hmm. learning yes i really don't see it being impactful yes so what 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 what, what's the plan what's the curriculum for those additional two years yes right Mm -hmm. That's important. But if they implement it and they get it done, I mean, I'm sure people would be interested. Yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe maybe initially, you know, persons won't necessarily appreciate it. Yeah, like, do a lot of things, but eventually people will catch yeah, on. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. and if it is that it's something that people are interested in, if people are interested in doing something, they're gonna they're gonna take the time out to attend. Right. And, and also people have to make it lecturers or people coming in have to also make it enjoyable to pe to you know, students. So you can't stand up and just talk and you know, you have to demonstrate. So if you're a doctor, you come mm-hmm. in and you demonstrate, you, you give mannequins, this is how you operate on a mannequin. Those things mm-hmm. are interesting, you understand? Right. Implementing right. those can really help. So those are some things that schools should actually start to do. I mean, mm-hmm. as I said, with COVID and everything, but we're gonna have to find a way because we can't continue schools can can't continue this way right that's true that is so that absolutely so and i i i if there's a school opening tomorrow morning <laughs> i think half my stress would be resolved <laughs> trust me yeah oh my god yeah it's stressful oh my it goodness is. it is imagine persons with several children to to it's, it's oh, i'm hoping mine are at school but kudos <laughs> kudos to those yes. who can do it yeah <laughs> yeah how can how can we get your book and how can we contact you well my book is available and on amazon both the kindle and the paperback version so if you're outside of jamaica um those are the option if you are in jamaica and you'd like you know we do have kindle people in jamaica person who really prefer mm-hmm. um, the kindle version then you have that that's on amazon if you are in jamaica though you can send me an email at mm-hmm. yannick brevet that's y-a-n-i-q-u-e-b-r-e-v-e-t-t at gmail.com or you can send me a WhatsApp message at 876-213-1857. Just let me know that you're interested in getting a copy of my book and then we'll take it from there. Oh, and you can mm-hmm. follow me on sorry. You can follow me on um, Instagram. My mm-hmm. handle is YSB Creations. Um, they, sorry, they, YSB Creations, um, content on it include resume writing tips, interviewing tips, and I'll soon start talking about, um, aspects of my book, um, just for teasers for persons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Sounds good. I think you're doing a great job in this field. 
Thank you. Yeah, I think you really are. I think people actually do need to understand, like even resume, how to write resumes. Trust me. Simple things like that. You know, it's very important Mm -hmm. because the way how we used to write resumes back then, it's not how resumes are being written now. And we, yeah. You remember we used to, we used to have, um, like we have the the template on Word and they used to have marital status and data. Yes. Yeah, and you know, funny enough, I still see people do it. And I had a client the other day, and just out, I just felt like this dia needs to ask her, you know, why you think this is important on your resume. And she said to me, Oh, it's just a template that I selected. And I said, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just wanted I prefer hearing that it to rather than hearing you trying to convince me that that information in, is necessary on your on your resume, yeah, on the resume. this point of your life <laughs> no guys and people don't want to know the hobbies that you do guys yeah. nobody yeah. likes to know that you Reading. want to know like to read and watch tv and, and run and listen to music <laughs> you don't want to know this anymore no longer cute i mean if your hobby if your hobby complements your role then you can probably share it and use interest instead of the word hobby. Hobby sound too relaxed and you know, yeah. But if you, you like my interest includes something, 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 and that something complements the role that you're applying into. Mm-hmm. Like you like to research or something. Yes. But if you're gonna go that route, ensure and and I always tell people ensure that your resume is specific. Do not use yes. a general resume. Don't ever do that. You can't be applying for five different roles and you're using the same resume and then yeah, but people were not taught that in you know, people were <laughs> that not is taught true. that, that so is it's, true. it's it's getting older that you're mm-hmm. listen it's getting older that you're taught but you that realize yeah you have to be very specific you can't because if you put 10 things and everything that is 10 different come on mm-hmm. so, I that mean, is true i mean that it's, is true it's, it's, and just, this is where the school needs to get it together as well the school I, they need to get it together yeah, I really yeah. do hope they do because I mean we're no longer back there. We're <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're we're yeah. in a new time now. Things mm-hmm. are being done differently, and you know we have to in 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 order for people to actually get jobs and go into the field that they want and improve how they want to things. Right, right. You know, right. man, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a big deal, man. It's really such a big deal. It is. It is. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing and um yeah your passion i can hear the passion so it's really good that at least someone has a passion to do this and is willing to go into the school god bless you because i ain't doing it (laughs) bless you for it (laughs) god bless you for wanting to do that (laughs) i'll 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 say to you um sometimes like a few years back, thinking about going back into the school, it was I was fearful, you know, because the generation now is totally different from oh, us, yes. and you know. But then, as you said, I have a passion for this, and yes. it, 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 it hits differently when you're going there to do something that you believe in. Yes. It's not just it's not just work for me. It's not it's not something I'm being paid for. Yes. Like I literally go and do it for free because I really want the generation after us and after that generation to just be better. Yes. And they shouldn't have to fight and and you know, they shouldn't have to go through all of this when 
all we need to do is to give them the knowledge, make yes, it readily available to them. So I'm very passionate about this and I really do hope that um, this book, this journey, it opens a lot of doors so I am able to give the impact that I want to. Nice. So thank you so much for having me. I'm not a problem. Very grateful. Not a problem, Yannick. <laughs> not a problem. And thank you guys for listening to Unfiltered by Jade. And we'll be back next week, Tuesday. Thank you. Whoa, 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 whoa.